Hello and welcome to episode four from Deep with Luke Jansen and my host Philip Wiseman. Phil, say hello. Hello, beautiful people. Hello, hello. We got a great show for you guys today. We got From Deep. We're switching up this segment just a little bit. We're going to have two questions at the start and two questions at the end. I know, mind blowing. The whole show's canceled. It's different. You don't like it. Well, get used to it. We got NBA Weekly. We got Social Hoops. We got NBA 2K, which you're going to learn about when we get to that segment. It's pretty awesome stuff. Uh, Luka Doncic versus uh, Zion Williamson. So it's just a little tip there for you. We got Hot Take and We the North. And past that, let's just jump right into it. How you doing? Me and Bonsai oh, Bob, ready to bring the energy. You like you got, that? Yeah, Phil. And uh, I got my plant, Stephen. And uh, as you can see, you can't see the other one up there, but Stephen 2. Oh, <laughs> Stephen 2. Stephen 1. His offspring? What's that? Yeah, yeah. I know, offspring. Completely okay. different plants. My wife would be so mad at me if I said they were the same. Um, she's the plant whisperer in our house. I just think they look cool. Uh, yeah, man. So let's we got some we got some cool stuff to talk about this week, uh. But first we got we got to get to some some I think the silly questions from deep first, right? I think we can always start a little silly. You ready for mine? Yeah, let me switch this over to the segment. You got to hear that swish before we jump into it. You know, it's just so so important. From deep. Uh, all right, Phil, begin. All right. Oh boy. So mine is a would you rather. In a celebrity game of a one-on-one celebrity game, I should say. Okay. Who you got winning in a game to 11? Drizzy Drake or the Canadian icon, Justin Bieber? Um, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good question. Biebs was actually playing ball today. I saw him posted on his Instagram. I don't know where he's playing ball, but he's playing with someone. Drizzy Drake or Justin Biebs? Do we know the height of them? I, don't have I do know that. the height. I got the height and weight for you. Okay. So Drake is sitting at a towering six foot one, 196 pounds. Yep. Justin Bieber, a little less, five foot eight, 154 pounds. So Drake's got three inches on the guy, 40, 42 pounds, according to my Google before this answer or my question. So yeah, who, who you got, Drake or Justin Bieber? So I think really comes down to for that question, who's got the better basketball skills? Because Beebs is ripped. I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. knew that. But that guy, mm-hmm. that guy's like in in good shape. Drizzy, he ain't got no six pack. As far as I'm, as far as I'm aware, unless something has majorly changed in the last time since I've seen him. He's he's a bulky man though. I can see the old man game coming <laughs> in with Drizzy Drake a little posterizing the little Beebs down low, maybe a little jump hook, a little fade. All right, yeah. Okay, final answer. We're going to go Drake just because of swag. Just because of swag. Okay. Sorry, okay. Beavis. You're my favorite musician. Don't don't take the hurt if you hear this. I love you. <laughs> so Drake over Beebs. What's going to be the score? Man? Athleticism from Beebs. Drake got, his, like you said, post-up game with a little bit of weight, a little bit of swagger, confidence. Um, We're going we're gonna to go Drake wins 11 to 8. 11 to 8. Okay. Buzzer beater, little hook over the right oh, shoulder. Yeah. No, Drake pulls that up for the, the three. He's like, oh, he pulls up for the three. Okay. Pulls up for the three. Well, Drake has his own court at his place in Toronto. So, I mean, both these guys love basketball. They're both Canadian icons when it comes to the music game. I'd love to see a one-on-one game. I'd put some charity money in that. Let's do it. That's what I'd like to see. I love the question because mine mine falls right up with it, Phil. 
Ooh, these one, these right. 1v1s, would you rather? No, Although the King Kong Godzilla, uh, I forgot to put out the social media, so we didn't actually get anything back on that. So, But that's okay, because uh, we know that uh, King Godzilla Kong, would win. King Kong Godzilla would win. So, I mean, oh, King Kong. Oh, okay. I mean, you can speak you can speak your, your lies, but whatever. Um, that's okay. All right, <laughs> Agree, so disagree. Phil, don't you, be, don't you be looking at screen. Okay. All right, so this is, again, a 1v1. Now, this is street rules, though. So street rules mm-hmm. are involved, so elbows are... Are, are permitted uh call your own fouls and you don't call your own foul on the street street ball uh, my brother taught me that unless you bleed <laughs> no foul um <laughs> unless you wake up in the Nathan. hospital all right no no foul uh all right so the nickname big ben <laughs> at six nine versus mm-hmm. a big bird <laughs> mm. at eight two <laughs> the big bird from, the, from sesame street the, the big bird from Sesame Street, the big uh, yellow bird so, from Sesame Street. So, for those okay. that don't know, Big Ben, uh, Ben Wallace, my favorite player, Big Fro, great defensive player of the year. So, not the big tower in London. We're not talking about no, that big. We're not talking oh, about okay. it. Yeah, although that would okay. play very, very great defense. It'd be <laughs> some of the best defense you see. Offense would be would be difficult. Um, but yeah, so Big Ben, uh, great basketball player, you know, but six nine, mm-hmm. and then you have Big Bird, who's just a dominant force at eight two. <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't find his weight, but I would imagine it's. It's not a small amount. It's a big. It's a big bird. It's what's what's in its name. He's he's big bird. Who you got? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I like yours too. Like, what's the final score? What's what's going to happen in this game? Mm, we're playing street rules. Well, big bird is a bird. Uh, street rules. So there's not going to be any traveling calls. The man can literally fly into the sky and dunk the basketball. He's eight foot two. He's got a full what foot and a half on Ben. Ben is defensive player of the year. But I think we got to go Big Bird because Big Bird can travel. He can fly. He's going to win. I'm going to go 11 to 7. I'm going to go 11 to 7. Oh, you're giving one less. Beebs is going to drop eight, but Big Ben's only oh, dropping seven. Beebs versus Drake is a different story than Big Bird versus <laughs> Big Ben. Uh, and I'm going to go with the Big Bird at 11 to 7. Okay. So in a 2v2 of Big Ben and Big Bird versus Drake and <laughs> the Beebs, who's winning it? <laughs> 11 nothing big ben and big bird <laughs> the, the defense is just astonishing just swats coming out everywhere <laughs> yeah and, and feathers flying all over the place oh, of course so, so, some tussling and bustling going on from the boxing out down low i like it i don't uh, think uh bieber or drake grabs a rebound so it's gonna be 11 no, nothing that's a, yeah it's 11 nothing winner takes ball of course so that's that game mm-hmm. that's game over uh, awesome. All right, man. Well, that was that's some interesting questions. Love to have everybody's uh, answers to this, these ones. Uh, so you got Biebs or Drake or for our other one, Big Ben versus Big Bird. It's too bad we couldn't simulate that one. I'm going to have to get really good. I, at I mean, we're, we're going to have to try to get creative on uh, 2K if we're going to do that. I'll have to just get good at animations. I'll just make it myself. <laughs> Third career. Let's see. What oh, yeah. oh, for sure. I remember John Doran, we had to, uh, we had to make animations. Do, do you remember my sticky animation? Did I ever show you that? The guy like just flying all around the court and like doing crazy dunks. Did you ever it have that It rings class? a bell, but I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember everything. That's, a, that, that's quite all right. I remember it quite awesome. And it was like, the guy was like going in and out of the hoop and like 360s. Just, yeah, it was a good time. I think that's what um, Big Bird would do to Big Ben. So that makes yo, sense. Yo, for Can't... sure. He'd be flying all over, just dunking everywhere. All right. Is that what you got too? You got Big Bird over Big Ben or who you got? Oh, uh, no, no. Big Ben. He's my favorite player. I got to I gotta, I gotta run. Okay. Got to run. Fair, fair. Uh, he's street rules. I think Big Ben just straight up knuckle punches Big Bird in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bird goes down. 
I mean, he's got to he's got to jump a whole foot to get there. That's true, but he's big. But man. he's got he's got his wingspan, I guess. If he can uh, take on Shaq, see his wingspan. Big Big Bird's wingspan is going to come into play. That's, that's true, but that. if Big Bird can take on Shaq, he'd take on Big Bird. So a little bird, a little bird wingspan pun <laughs> for those people out there. Hope you hope you enjoy. Hope you enjoy. Uh, yeah. All right, I like it, Phil. We you, you got jokes, and those are good. It's good to have jokes. Now let's get serious. Flying let's jump above into. Crowd. Let's jump into some some weekly NBA here. Mm. We got a big dunk. Uh, there's some cool stuff that happened this week. Last week we were talking about Steph Curry. Again, we're talking about Steph Curry. I think this guy is breaking records uh, pretty much every week. Now right starting center. Into, oh, man, now he's starting to get into the later part of his career. We're starting to see uh, records just shattered because, you know, Steph's been amazing for quite a long time now. So what we had this week was, um, so you see on the screen, if you don't, Steph passes Wilt uh, Chamberlain on all-time Warrior scoring. Uh, this is pretty pretty awesome in our picture here we have kind of wilt handing on the torch to uh to steph uh wilt obviously did great things for golden state um but now now steph's starting to rain and uh dirk nowitzki i found a little quote on him is actually pretty cool so he's like i've told these stories when i was watching him in those playoff runs and the building was there was rocking he'd come across half court and i'm yelling at the tv shoot the ball like what are you waiting on i'm fired <laughs> up he's one of my favorite players to watch obviously you know coming from a hall of famer uh, pretty cool to hear. Uh, respect mm-hmm. all, all over anywhere you ask. Steph Curry's got a lot, ton of respect for himself. Great player. Uh, what do you, what do you, what do you have to say about that, Phil? Put the record. Makes a lot of sense. Man shoots forty three point four percent from three. He's got two thousand seven hundred thirty four threes, second all time. Ninety percent from the line. He's hit nine straight games of thirty two or more. And I think with how the Warriors have been playing, it's been the Stephen Curry show, and he has been performing night in, night out. Can't say the same for the team, but Steph has been consistent and persistent. And if there's one thing in sales, that is the key, as well as in basketball, consistency and persistence. Ooh, all right. Lesson mm. learned. There's a catchphrase for you. I like it. Consistence, consistency and imperfection. Was that what it was? Persistence and consistence. Oh, persistence and consistency. I was so close. So close. Uh, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> we'll, we'll get it next time. That's why it's my first time. You're teaching me, right? Next time I'll have it. Mm-hmm. Another really cool thing that we're talking about this this uh, this week is the Suns clinch winning record for first time since what year, Phil? What do you think? 2014. Those That 2014. Suns team, I think, just missed the playoffs. They had an amazing run. And then, lo and behold, they don't make the playoffs. But... These Suns are looking promising. Second in the West, Monty Williams is doing a fantastic job. This is something I didn't know, but he's only coached Chris Paul for one season when he was in New Orleans. I thought they were there together for a long time, but he always wanted to come back and coach Chris Paul. They're playing at the slowest pace. Seven guys are averaging 10 points a game. Cameron Payne's coming off the bench. He's hustling. He's doing a great job. Top six, top six in offensive rating, top five in defense. I think these guys have got to be really right at the top here, Luke. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, I mean, we the Suns are are looking really awesome. Uh, two games back from from the first uh, place in the West, so you know, definitely a manageable chance to actually jump into there. Uh, Donovan Mitchell actually just got uh, he, he's injured. Uh, nothing. It wasn't anything structural, but they said three to four games out. You know, that's a big piece that's missing. So potentially you have mm-hmm. Suns knocking that down. Uh, cool thing about the Suns too is I was looking at their cap space, and it's just unbelievable what they're doing with the starting five. Like you look at that starting five, and you're not like, oh, that's like a potentially first team in the in the west like when you read those names there's no there's no names and you're like oh yeah like like obviously chris paul and devin booker but like this is just a team that is playing basketball and doing it extremely well you got seven guys averaging 10 points like these guys are just playing playing hoops but anyways give you the the cap space chris paul 41 mil obviously you know he's he's up in the high he's up in the higher end but he, he everywhere he goes he makes his team have a winning percentage so i think you 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 pay the man his money. He brings your team a win and, and a second in the East uh, with OKC last year. Man, he brought them into the playoffs with really not a ton of depth either. So he um, is like the best floor general still in the game. How, how yeah. many seasons has it been? And he's been oh. still consistently bringing his team over the hump. It's incredible. Yeah, so he deserves that money. Then you got Devin Booker, twenty nine million, of course. De- Devin Booker deserves that. But then you had Bridges, who's only making four mil. Jay Crowder mm-hmm. only making nine mil. DeAndre Ayton only making nine mil. Like that to me is such a small cap space for a starting five. Like you think of, of some other ones. Like I even think of like the Chris Bosh, D Wade, LeBron James. I don't remember what they were making, but I can tell you it's a lot more than. <laughs> yeah, nineteenth starting and, five there. Nineteenth in payroll in the league and second in the West. So. That's pretty incredible. You look job, at Golden Suns. State. Good job, yeah. Suns management. Great job at putting together what you put together. Excited to see what they're going to do. Exactly right. Yeah, the Golden State, $170 million in cap. That's how much they've got. And <laughs> Phoenix, $128 million. So Golden State barely into the play-in tournament right now. And you got the Suns second in the West. Amazing job. And only uh, cap space is 109 mil, so they're really only 10 mil over, which is actually impressive. There you go. What a great job. Uh, yeah. Next thing we got here, we had Luca uh, talking about what's coming up this year, which is new for the NBA. If you don't know, it's the play-in tournament. This does affect the playoffs. And he's saying, I don't understand the idea of a play-in tournament. You play 72 games to get into the playoffs, and maybe you lose two in a row, and you're out of the playoffs. So I don't see the point of that. Obviously, this is an interesting take. Um, for those of you who can't see the image, basically what's happening this year is, is um, normal playoffs, as you would see, the one through eight but prior to that there's this play in tournament where ninth and tenth place play each other one game right i believe it's one game mm-hmm. if you lose you're out of the playoffs you're gone the winner then moves on to a bracket so you got the ninth or tenth so say the ninth wins he jumps into the bracket tenth goes out then the ninth is going to play against the seventh and eighth so the seventh and eighth team play each other if let's say the eighth team loses they jump down into the bracket to play nine and seven then goes to the seventh seed. So it kind of sounds confusing, but really all you need to know is if you're the seventh or eighth seed and you lose a game, you still have a chance to play one more game to go to the eighth seed. If you're the ninth or 10th seed and you lose, you're out. If you win, you then have a chance to play the seven or eighth seed to get the eighth seed. Sounds really confusing. I'm not sure what I think about it. Um, Someone had said, potentially really, you shouldn't have the seventh and eighth playing each other. It really should be, um 10th versus 7th and 9th versus 8 but um yeah i don't know what do you think of it phil yeah well lucas comments are interesting um definitely he's got a point but you could also argue you play all year 
and you lose four games in the first round and it's the same thing. It's basically you're losing out anyways. Uh, I think it's the NBA trying to drum up some more interest. It's them trying to get a little bit more into the casual fan. I think the playing game was awesome last year when we were in the bubble. Uh, if you're ninth and 10th, you got to win two games. If you're seventh or eighth, you got to win one game. I mean, that's, that's all it really boils down to seventh, eighth, win one game each. You're both in nine and 10. You got to win two games in a row. Then you're in. So I think it'll be great. I think it'll really bring in some extra eyes for the casual fans and hopefully kind of drive that interest a little bit more. I'd love to see the Raptors in 10th place, get into the playoffs being a homer. (laughs) So, Hey, any chance they can get in the playoffs. I'm an excited camper. All right. Yeah. And I'm kind of, like I said, I, I, I want to see how it plays out. Now, my concern with it going forward, if they do keep it, is uh, I was reading on Reddit and I agree with it. There should be a certain percentage of wins that you're at to do a play in. Like if 10th place is like eight games behind or mm-hmm. 10 games yeah, behind. Yeah, that's true. And it's sliding into a 10th. Because the East is generally, it's very stacked this year, actually, one through eight. But as you know, as the East kind of fades off as you start to jump into the lower seedings. But Mm -hmm. that would be my concern was just like to make sure that because then you're taking an extra game where someone could get injured and you're playing a team who's really has no chance. You're probably going to win the game. But like, let's say one of your best players get injured. Is that worth it if they were like eight or 10 games behind? That's the concern. I'm interested to see what it goes. Well, I like said, if it it brings more hype, I do like the one and done game. That's kind of cool. Makes a lot Mm. of pressure. Obviously, March Madness has done well with that. Uh, you got to show up and play. Uh, Yeah, I'm kind of 50-50. I want to see how this year plays out and then I'll make my opinion on it. Yeah, perfectly fair. If it was today, it'd be Pacers Raptors in nine ten. Yep. And Heat Hornets in seven eight. And then for the West, we'd be Warriors Spurs nine ten and Mavericks and the Grizzlies. I think this is why Luke is making these comments because hey, the Mavericks got to play in to get into the playoffs. <laughs> they gotta they gotta win. The West is loaded this year, just like every year. So I understand his frustration, but I think as a fan, I'm excited to watch these games, man. It'll be great. Awesome. All right. Next thing we got, unfortunate news for our Canadian mm-hmm. basketball lovers and Nuggets. Yeah, uh, Nuggets fans, Jamal Murray, ACL injury done for the year. Um, you know, obviously a heartbreaking uh, loss. Um, Nikola looking to get MVP pretty much guaranteed at this point. I would say, like, it, I think it's, it's undisputed. We'll see. Um, obviously, Nuggets were on an eight-game winning streak, and then that's when Jamal went down. Yeah, gut wrenching for for the Nuggets Nuggets fans because that's you know they, I don't even know who they have at the depth at point guard now. I don't know who his fill in is, but that just tells you right now it's probably not not a very strong candidate. I mean, it's it's gut wrenching for the Nuggets. They make this move, they get Aaron Gordon at the trade deadline. They're trying to position themselves in order to kind of get into the playoffs and make some noise. Definitely hurts. Definitely hurts for those. I would say Nikola Jokic's chance of getting the MVP. I'm, I'm maybe I'm not as gung ho as you as getting the MVP just yet, especially if they continue to slide. There's only one real precedence of someone less than the four seed winning MVP, and that was Russell Westbrook when he averaged a triple double. So it's going to be tough for that to kind of happen again, in my opinion. And we've got Facundo Campazzo probably going to be taking over that starting yeah. position. I was just he's, looking. He's the Argentinian Thunder. I was just looking at the, their depth chart. They're they're supposed to be Monte mm-hmm. Morris, who's supposed to start Ooh, for Monte them, and Morris he's day to day, so he is injured yep. currently. So, so very low depth chart at the point guard rate for for the Nuggets right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another kind of not not great news, but I think it's worth uh, mentioning because the man's name holds a lot of, lot too. Is Lamarcus Aldridge uh, retired? 
Obviously, just joined Brooklyn. Thinks you're looking good. I believe he he was starting too. I think the last couple of games wasn't he? I think he had he was starting, starting before he's yeah. He was starting to play well, and then uh, if you haven't heard, he started having some heart injury or a, a irregular heartbeat, uh, and it got to a point where he he even said in a quote like this was that was one of the scariest nights of his life. Uh, Thirty seven decided just right then and there, I'm out, I'm done. Um, mm-hmm. uh, potential Hall of Famer, it could be argued. Um, like uh, yeah, Phil, what, what's your thoughts on this this bad news? Seven time All Star. Uh not winning a championship that obviously hurts that was one of his motivations with going to brooklyn yeah um i think him versus joel Embiid would have been a really cool matchup if yeah. we would have gotten to like the eastern conference finals with brooklyn and philly playing one another so i'm as a fan i'm sad to see him go as a human being i completely understand it uh there is life after basketball as you said he's 37 years old he has a whole lot of life left in front of him. I think he's making the smart decision. Of course, I can't imagine the pain he must be feeling himself for the love of basketball and the craft that he's put in in that time and everything else. So imagine that's got to hurt a lot for him. But I think the Brooklyn Nets will do okay still. I think they'll be fine. I mean, they've got three MVPs still on that team, not to overshadow LaMarcus <laughs> retiring, but yeah. I think the Brooklyn Nets will be okay in the long run here. Yeah. No, I I think so too. I they'll, they'll do well and and take care of yourself, Lamarcus. I know mm-hmm. I they said they had mentioned it, uh, a couple Trailblazers fans in Reddit had mentioned he had had some irregular heartbeats when he first started playing, but it was nothing That's severe. Right. And this was kind of the one of the most severe times. And and at thirty seven, you've made your money, you've done your thing for basketball, you have a family. Uh, there's just a lot more to life, and it's like, is it worth? worth it for a championship obviously we love basketball and like that's the ideal goal but your life is much more valuable than a championship um we were talking i kind of looked it up and, and there was the celtics player reggie lewis um who played for the celtics and he actually died during practice um mm-hmm. uh, you know yeah, you do, don't I, want that ever to happen no. no something to do with his heart i'm not sure if it was a regular heartbeat or something but you just like mm-hmm. it, at that point was it worth it and and, and you know i'm i rest in peace to to this man who, who obviously wanted to play to play his game um but it, in my my opinion good job to retire take care of yourself um it would have been cool enjoy to see the if, millions he's made right? yeah enjoy the millions he's made it would have been kind of cool if they though if brooklyn was somehow able to like put him as a day to day you know what i mean keep him on the team right right rather but i don't than think say, i don't think hey, it would have been allowed and, and he might not felt that championship was earned if he didn't play anything so either or uh Best of luck, like I said. Uh, stay healthy, Marcus. Take care of yourself, and uh, great uh, job at bringing what you brought to the game. A, a filthy, mm-hmm. uh, filthy, silky smooth mid-range game. Oh, one of the best big man at that. I think rivaled Dirk. Uh, oh, I was sure. listening to a podcast uh, from one of my favorite podcasts as well, from the fellows who formerly are the starters. So these guys were chatting about how they were asking questions at All Star, and they asked each individual player, what they thought they could beat Michael Jordan at. And LaMarcus Aldridge said that he could beat Michael Jordan at mid-range jumpers. I believe it. Thoughts? You don't? You don't think it? No, you don't no I believe it. it. No? I'm with you. Oh, you LaMarcus, believe it? LaMarcus, yeah. LaMarcus and DeMar both playing on the Spurs at those mid-ranges. They were just about mm-hmm. 10 years too late putting that team together. <laughs> yeah, those guys at No Dunks have some good fun. And hey, that's if Marcus is that confident with his mid-ranger, I kind of believe it, though, to be honest. That guy is clutch in the mid-range. Nah, we'll give it to LaMarcus. We'll yeah, we'll, over we'll MJ. Okay. He's smooth. He's smooth. 
Um, all right, let's jump into our socials this week. We got some cool stuff going on here. And we got ding ding social hoops. Uh, we got some really cool stuff this week. We have one thing. Phil, Phil, are you ready for your announcing? Are you ready to bring? bring oh, I am ready. Okay. Bring the heat. Three, two, one. The clip is beginning. And we've got a little kid doing insane dunks off the kitchen window. Windmill dunk, arm behind his head, under his legs, chair, Aaron Gordon-like, 360 spin off the wall, slammer jammer, and then we're back with a little 360 windy. It's just on loop. This, this kid is, for those that didn't see it, there's this kid, I don't know how old, maybe, what are we saying here, like eight? Oh, yeah, he's got to be, he's got to be like four. Yeah, maybe seven, eight years old, and he's just absolutely jamming on the kitchen cabinets. Lockdown has gotten to him, and he has learned how to dunk the basketball. If you watch this uh, or listen to this as an audio podcast, I encourage you at the 24-minute mark to come to YouTube and watch the video of this kid dunking. It's absolutely insane. Like This kid's got crazy vertical for his age, and the dunks he's pulling off is just just insane. Um, like Talking about dunks, Miles. Bridges, did you see? Did you see that? Dunk of the year? Question mark. Let's let's listen to the pain of Clint Capella screaming. Cody Zeller offensive rebound. Bridges. Oh, that Miles Bridges back, just pulls one back on Clint Capella. Crowd is going nuts. He absolutely destroyed Clint Capella. Like, yeah, it could be dunk dunk of the year. It's definitely in there. Um, mm -hmm. That was nasty. Nasty, nasty. Next yeah. little bit, we're gonna we're gonna focus on Luca for a couple because he had a pretty awesome week. You probably heard about his pretty big game uh, game shot, but did you see that he's a soccer pro? Before the game, I mean this. So we got Luca kicking right the ball. Here, just the footwork, but then a little bit of footwork. Watch this. Turns around from baseline near the locker room, <laughs> near the locker room baseline. About I'd say from baseline, what about eight eight feet back? Eight Shoots feet it behind the court, behind the, behind the rim. Eight feet back from baseline, pops it up, swish. <laughs> Kid is talented. He was feeling good that game, and hence why he probably did something like this. Dallas down by two. 1.8 seconds in. left. Here's Luca. Luca, floater from the, not floater from the mid range. Not a floater under the hoop, a floater from the three point line. <laughs> to win the game. Oh my goodness. I, just one question for you here, Luke. Yeah. How could you pass up on this man for the top pick in our <laughs> under 25 draft? He must have heard our podcast, got extremely motivated, and just had the week of a lifetime here. It's true. He somehow he's you know, I was all I was doing was giving him a fire. I was giving him the torch he needed to step it up. Um I I, re I don't regret anything. I've basically made Luca <laughs> the player he is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that was an intense shot. And, and while Phil was mentioning that, actually, we're going to jump into our new segment today, the NBA 2K21. We're going to have a little audio. Count it. Count it. Fire. Ooh. So if you don't know what that is, that's from the original um, basketball game. Uh, what is that? Old Nintendo, I think. NBA Jam. NBA Jam. Classic. I don't know what system that was on. Is that... I think that was on the N64. Was that not? 
might may have been. I I, I, I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> either way, we got some some pretty cool sounds there from that. And what this is all about is is every once in a while we're gonna have like last last week we talked about the top twenty five under twenty five, and then Phil and I then drafted our teams and we simulated the game. Uh, actually, I got a little about thirty second clip just explaining what this week is about for you guys. Gonna do a simulation of the top twenty players under twenty five game. As some people might recall, we did a, a draft, a pick them in our last one with Luke picking a team, myself picking a team. Luke really hyped up Zion Williamson with the first overall pick. I, I ridiculed him. He's confident. He thinks he's going to win. I took Luke at number two. We're going to do a simulation. So that's exactly what it is. We did that simulation. And if you're looking forward to uh, see that game, we're going to drop it on Wednesday this week. And then we'll talk about it next week, uh, about the review. But today, Phil. What are the rosters? Let the people know. Oh, I just got to say that's a very attractive man and that lovely red blazer. My oh, God, it was, you came, you came fire blazer. blazing with that suit. Let me tell you. Oh, uh, so we got dressed up in these beautiful blazers. We got all ready. We are in the game, ready to announce with these awesome rosters that we built. I, I think the game is in really good hands with the top twenty-five under twenty-five. We built two ten-man rosters for each of us. We drafted seven in last week's show. So we added a couple people just to round out the rosters. For Team Luke, we have Jamal Murray at point, Devin Booker at shooting guard, Brandon Ingram at small forward, Michael Porter Jr. at the four, a little undersized, but hey, a little more shooting and spreading the floor, Zion Williamson at five. And then rounding out, we got DeAndre Ayton, Trey Young, Jared Allen, John Morant. So that's Team Jansen. Pretty good team, I might say. Uh, that's, that's some shooting. There's some fire. And then for my team here, a little bit more defensive side. We got LaMelo Ball at point, Luca at the shooting guard. Oh, Luca Doncic, Luca Doncic. Jason Tatum at the three, Ben Simmons playing out of position at the four, Bam Adebayo at the five, De'Aaron Fox, SGA, Sabonis, Jalen Brown, and John Collins coming off the bench. This game was a lot of fun to simulate, and we'll have a lot more fun for you guys to check out on Wednesday's show. Luke, uh, who you got? What do you think of the outcome? What do you think is going to happen? You got any coaching strategies you're going to implement for these fellas here? Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, give the ball to Zion. Mm-hmm. And just, just, just let Zion do his thing. And then occasionally, uh, if we get an offensive rebound, just kick it to my, my deadly shooters on the wing. But pass that 90% ISO ball to Zion. Let him, let him do mm. his thing. And then from there, he's got his kickouts for his shooters. That's, that's, that's the game plan. That's it. Get the ball to Zion. Get the ball to Zion. See, you got to get the ball to Zion to make it work. That's why give the ball to Luca as soon as the ball is inbounded is my strategy. And then you got length and defense surrounding him to hopefully stop those shooters, get out and spread the floor as well. That's, that's my strategy. That's my strategy. We'll see what happens on Wednesday. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you think Team Jansen's going to win or Team Wiseman's going to win. Team Jansen. <laughs> <laughs> that's right no 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 team wise no nah, nah, if you like losing all right uh so we're just gonna <laughs> jump on to the next thing here <laughs> uh we got Phil. a hot take there goes the flame um it, it's gonna have to be a shack five because i definitely did not create a one through four so even if it's not that hot it's gonna be have to be shack hot anyways so what, what, this, i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry all right what you got for me this week phil yeah so we we're kind of already touched upon it a little bit here but um marcus aldridge 
unfortunately retiring, not winning a championship at this stage of his career. We've also talked about the red-hot Phoenix Suns, who've won four in a row, just a couple games back of the Utah Jazz here on April 17th. My question for you, Luke, or my take is, Chris Paul is the best player to never win a championship. The 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 best player to never win a championship. A championship. Okay, we're going to have to put Shaq's history. face up there. In NBA history, Chris Paul is the best player to never win that's a championship. A, that's a five. You see Shaq? Shaq's like, oh, oh, oh. That's <laughs> hot. That's, that's hot. The best player. Man, that, that puts him in like the... I never just, win a championship. I can give you some of the names here. That well, I mean, the first one I'm thinking that I'm just like in, in a comparison factor of the of the position uh, while well, shooting guard, I guess, is Allen Iverson. Uh, yep, I've got Allen Iverson on this list. Yeah, yeah. Who, I mean, Steve Nash, double time MVP. Yeah. Also uh, on my list here, Lord General. Who who else you got on your list? I could think. I've of got Carl uh, Malone, Malone, John Stockton, Reggie Miller, Charles Barkley, Tracy McGrady, and Chris Webber as well. But I think Chris Paul has a better career than all of them, and I'm hoping that this year he'll be able to get that championship to kind of separate himself from these names. But at this time, I think Chris Paul is the best player to never win a championship, and here's why. So this season, averaging about 16 points a game, four and a half boards, 8.8 assists, shooting almost 49% from the field, 36 from three, 93 from the line. As we've just talked about at the start of the show, this team is second in the West. The Suns were barely going to make the playoffs last year when they made the play-in tournament, or sorry, when they did the bubble. And then they tied at the end of the year. He grabbed an Oklahoma City Thunder team last year that were most expected to be like, Chris Paul's going to die here. He's going to end his career here. He's not going to do anything. This is going to be it. Brings them to the playoffs. He's an 11-time All-Star, nine-time All-NBA. He's won an MVP. He's won his Rookie of the Year. He's 11th all-time in win shares, which is a, a statistic based off of the overall player performance for team success. This is why I think he is the best player to never win a champion in NBA history. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great take. My, my only thing to say, he, he should have a chip. That's, that Clippers, what, that is that, the, that's argument. the only argument I can make is that Clippers team was, was arguably one of the like mm-hmm. most, like you look at Brooklyn now and they're, they're I'm not, I'm not making that comparison in that sense. Cause Blake Griffin and, DeAndre Jordan, um, who they had Chris Paul, who was shooting guard there. That was uh, JJ Jamal Redick. Cro- you're talking about JJ Redick. They had Jamal Crawford mm-hmm. still in his prime um, mm-hmm. at the, at the time when they were playing all together. That team was so stacked. I think they had a, either Jeff Green or Gerald Green was on there too. Like that that team yeah. was was they had a green. There's a lot of greens in the NBA, yeah, but I think a lot they of had a green. Um, they had yeah. that epic collapse against Houston. You're right. Where if famously James Harden is on the bench and we've got Josh Smith hitting threes to win that game. And that's when Houston went to play golden state in the uh, Western finals. And then of course, golden state goes to win championships. Yeah. But I, I think he's the best player to never win a championship. He's first all time amongst point guards in box plus minus first in win shares per 48 minutes. All these geeky stats basically say that he is the best, one of the best pet players ever. And he just never won a championship. I think you're right. He probably should have won one. But when you're putting it up against careers like Steve Nash, that's a tough one. He has multiple MVPs. There's no doubt about that. Allen Iverson, iconic 
But I think honestly, Chris Paul, the longevity of his career, everything that he's kind of done so far, his recent accolades of like bringing this Suns team to where they are, bringing the OKC Thunder team to where they were last year. That's why I think he's the best player to never win a title. You know, I, I just, the only thing is I just, the only counterpoint is I just don't think he should be on that list. You think he should win a title? Yeah. He should have, he should have already had one. And that would kind of, this is my only like rebuttal because mm-hmm. Chris Ball is awesome. I mean, think of Allen Iverson as well. Mm-hmm. I, I just think like if you give Steve Nash that Clippers team, I, I don't think Steve Nash is on that list. Well, th- those Suns teams, Luke, you can make the same argument for Steve Nash. He probably should have won a championship too, right? Those Suns teams were unbelievable no, in the though. 2000s. Kobe said no. <laughs> Kobe and that's the no. same thing that happens. I think that's one of the thing, the great things of the NBA. But one of the unfortunate things with how we grade players' careers is it's all about championships. What Chris Paul has done for franchises like Oklahoma, like what he's done for the Suns here, that that doesn't have a trophy, but that has such a an important idea in basketball to me like just bringing these teams that are borderline to like top of their game just with how he is of course people get sick of him after a while there's no doubt about that i think doc rivers who's the coach of the the clippers for a while was not a big fan of him at all but he he gets his team to the playoffs that's what he does uh yeah i would say the the argument comes down to chris paul and steve nash would be where i would i would argue that um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, no, no, it's a good take. Good take, Phil. I like that, man. Yeah. Chris Paul. I'm a huge fan of Chris Paul. Excited to see what they do this year. Uh, hope he gets a chip. Cause I mean, he definitely deserves one at this point. Um, yeah. So next and final, the, we, the North. Give me some Raptor news. Give me some Raptor news. Thank you, Kenny. Who segment? We like the Raptors. If you don't like them, you're going to learn to like them on this podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> We're going to start off with this crazy dunk that again, you have to come to the YouTube and watch this. And it's going to be roughly around the 37 minute mark. This is a 25 foot dunk on skates. 25 foot dunk. Say that again. Look, that's impressive. 25 foot dunk. Skates. All right. You ready for it? Here we go. Wow. He is airborne, full extension, cocked back. Bam. That's a That's a Blake Griffin slam dunk there. Throws it right in. That was nasty. Oh my goodness. That's like, yeah, that was, that's Canadian. We the North. (laughs) We Mm -hmm. we do things. He different. He built different. (laughs) My goodness. So quarantine, you can see has got people being real creative. Like that is an incredible dunk just to set up the skate ramp and everything else. I want to know how many takes it took them to hit that. Hopefully it was the first one. Uh, I think that might have taken a couple. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that probably. The first probably. One. I don't think oh, so. Uh, in, in other news, too, um, we had Lowry and Demar. They met up this week. They were hugging, laughing. Best buds, best, best friends. Kind of cool to see that. And they've kept that uh, camaraderie between themselves. And even though, you know, Demar obviously getting traded away, sad to see him go, but uh, he kept his friends. He was hanging out with Pascal and shaking hands. But awkwardly rudy gay sitting in the corner nobody going to rudy gay to say hey what up uh i kind of just thought that was that was a little bit awkward i was like well you know he was a raptor mm-hmm. know, they all played on the same team together as was lowry demar and, and gay were all together and like they didn't even literally kyle didn't even walk up to him nobody like it was, i'm sure maybe that's just what i saw in the clip i'm sure they said hi but it was just kind of like rudy was just standing there like awkwardly just like yeah okay 
Hey, Phyllis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Rudy. Uh, Phil, what else do we have in the 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 We the North news for this week? Yeah, so we've got some uh, we've got some big news. Raptors are now in the tenth position, kind of as we were teasing, or as we like to say in this uh, podcast, breadcrumbs. We left a little bit of breadcrumbs for you there. So they're now in the tenth position after the win against the Magic, two in a row. So two in a row for the Raptors, getting into that tenth position, uh, not being done by uh, Mr. Lowry. He's been sitting out for a couple games here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're having some of the bench mob taking on that more predominant role. We had Vita Watanabe, if I'm saying that correctly, uh, getting 21 points against the Magic. Paul Watson, a career-high 30 points. And to top it all off, the NBA fined the Raptors organization for sitting their starters, $25,000. And they still came out with the win. Raptors fans, I know you're happy like I am with this. Ken Birch has started the last two games as well. Maybe a little bit of a revenge factor against the Magic here. So that was nice to see. We also have uh, a really neat story with uh, a bench player kind of taking on his role, getting likely a second 10-day contract, according to Blake Murphy from The Athletic. For those of you that don't know the story of Freddie Gillespie, Gillespie, don't don't cancel me. Uh, You can read a great article on The Athletic from his story from Division Three basketball all the way to now getting this 10-day contract, hurting and tearing his ACL in high school, not getting AA, any AAU exposure, going to play Division Three basketball in an intercollegiate athletic conference in Minnesota, transferring to Baylor. Wow. Baylor, of course, who uh, just played uh, in the finals and won, uh, transferred to Baylor, known for the program for player development, One of the main reasons Freddie was drawn to the Raptors is because of their player development program. Hopefully he's a guy that sticks around second 10 day contract. Maybe they continue to bring him in. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I mean, that's, um, I was just telling you last three weeks ago, I was watching last chance you, which Mm -hmm. is uh, the basketball one, not the football one on Netflix. And it was like how this coach kind of takes div three and then tries to get them div one scholarships, any type of scholarship, just an athletic scholarship that's going to pay for their schooling. Um, so yeah, always cool to see a player do something like that, especially coming off an injury like that. Uh, you know, that's, that's heartbreaking. Um, you know, you're high ranked, you get an injury and you gotta go div three, you work way back, man, put in his work. Like, you know, you don't get, you don't get uh, scholarships to Baylor for, for nothing. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta learn how to play basketball. So, and then for the Raptors, of course, I think we're starting to make, which this is what I'm very excited for the Raptors is we're starting to make a name brand of like, Hey, if you don't mm-hmm. feel like you're someone come to us and we'll make you someone. And mm-hmm. I think that's really good for the future of the Raptors because we've had a really tough time of, of getting free agents, big free agents to come to us. So yeah. we've now made this amazing program that's like, okay, we're just going to build them, build them our own. And, I, and then you the have players. players like this who are going to start being like, hey, the Raptors are doing that. I want to go play with them because they're going to make me into a stud. Um, so yeah. this, is, this is really good news. Uh, obviously wishing Freddie the best of luck. Play your heart out, man. We need some wins right now. We're in that 10th seed. Uh, you know, we can't go any lower than that because then we definitely out of the playoffs and we don't want that. No, no. We'd love a good draft pick, but I mean, the Raptors are good at player developing. Keep on bringing these guys in. Success stories like Freddie Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, OG Anobi. We got freaking Norm Powell as well. The Raptors are doing great at player Let's development. hit a game winner for it. Portland this week. I don't know yes, that. that's right. My goodness. The Raptors are killing it. We love this segment. If you have any 
thing that you want us to talk about in particular when it comes to Raptors of the show, let us know in the comments section and uh, we will make sure to address it. Yeah. So I would say that's, that's it for episode four, right? Eh? You got nothing, nothing that's else. It, that's oh, wait. all. Oh, 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 we almost forgot from deep. One more question. One more question. Look at us. All we right. were both on point there. We're both like, oh, uh, question. Don't, don't you leave us yet. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's make this interesting. Um, let's pull, pull this up from deep. Last question. Uh, Phil, what we're going to do here is you're going to pick a number through one and five, and that's going to determine who gets the last question. Just because mm. we're kind of running, I'd like to keep us around that 45 minute mark, and we're getting close to that. So, actually, you know what? Let's make it interesting. One through three. Then there's a good chance that you either get it or I get it. So, if you pick the right number, you get it. If you don't, I'll, I'll ask my question. You like number it? Number one. Number one. I didn't have a chance to even think about what my number was yet. You caught me off guard, so we're just going to say you got it. <laughs> I was okay. either going to go with one or two. So we're going to say I went with one. Phil, this is your question. Last question okay. for the pod, episode four. It better be good or you're going to find yourself without a job on this podcast. Then I'm done. All right. Without further ado, the last question here. With Jamal Murray going down, are the Denver Nuggets still a dark horse contender for the NBA championship? And if not, who do you have as your NBA dark horse? Um... With Jamal Murray going down. Mm-hmm. Do you do think the have Nuggets it... still have a chance to win the title? Or do you think there's still someone else that's potentially not a favorite to kind of swoop in, take over that dark horse, and potentially win? Well, I mean, we know the Raptors are, are going to win it all. But but for, for sake of... <laughs> Freddie, we need you. Um, They don't have any depth at the point guard and the west is stacked with point guards mm-hmm. stacked with good team like you need that floor general and Jokic, uh you could honestly say is a point legend um obviously mm-hmm. averaging the, like uh, the most ever assists triple doubles as a as a center uh primary with his assist game but without the without your point guard a good good it's point tough. guard it's really tough in the playoffs because everything runs through them um I don't think they have what it takes and they were kind of my my team that I was leaning on. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even say they were a dark horse. I don't I don't really honestly my my dark horse as we were talking a couple weeks back episode 2 I believe is Portland. Um mm-hmm. now that's more because of my love for the players more so than statistical advantages. Um so yeah, that's my dark, dark horse cuz Melo's going to average 40 points per game in the playoffs like i mean of course Mellow. like this but just, of course yes like it's just it's too easy for him uh but yeah no i'd say portland is uh everyone's healthy uh enos cancer grabbing a career high boards for him this week 30 rebounds they got some depth um yeah portland's my team man dame town all for portland. it portland the dark horse favorite okay sticking up with your hot take from weeks ago i like it yeah yeah i gotta stick to it to, to the bitter end Till we till we have a first round exit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, my friend. Well, that was that was fun. Thanks thanks for joining me. I'll keep you on the show. That was a good question. So you don't have to worry Thank about you. your job. You mean you're on the ice? You're on thin ice. Um, but uh, come back strong next week, and we'll make sure to keep you on here. Okay. Okay. Do I got to do a 25 foot skating dunk to kind of <laughs> stick around? Is that what you're saying? Or? Um, I don't want to see you in the hospital. You are. A good yeah, I was gonna say. I, th- I think that's gonna end badly if I try <laughs> um, to do that. Uh, yeah, I, I like you without broken bones. So let's let's not do that. Me okay? too. Me too. <laughs> All right, my Perfect. friends. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you for episode five next week. Peace. Thanks for joining.